Welcome back. Second takes episode four of this new startup that we're doing. Big day in the sports world. The NBA's restarted. We're about a week into the NHL season. Playoff baseball is in full effect. And we fully plan on talking about each of those subjects. I'll get Jack's take on basketball to start off with. Huge day. Like I said, opening night. A lot of controversy today with Ben Simmons getting kicked out of practice. I guess you can say at least he was at practice. But uh, Jack, I want to get your thoughts on that to start us off here. Yeah, so just starting with Ben Simmons there. Uh, I was working today and I just I was watching the TV in the pro shop there and I was watching the headlines roll through. I saw on my phone that Ben Simmons got kicked out of practice. I didn't even know that he was practicing with the team because I thought he had to stay away from the team uh, in the meantime while he was quarantining, whatever else he was doing. But I saw videos. He was out there. I think it was Woj he tweeted saying that Ben Simmons was going through the motions, wasn't participating in many of the drills. And then videos surfaced of this guy. <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call it. He was like, he was at practice, like physically, but <laughs> I'd say I'd say mentally. He, I don't even think he realized he was at practice. He had his phone in his pocket. I believe he had the flashlight on his phone. Like it's this is stuff you see in like grade like six basketball after you get benched, probably. Doc Rivers asked a... him to do defensive slides and he just said <laughs> no. And then Doc Rivers was like, okay, well, you can leave then. And then he just dropped the ball and walked out of the, the facility, apparently. It's like, are we 12 years old right now? Like, what are we calling your mom to come pick you up? Like, what? Yeah. Like, this isn't even something you can take serious because it's just so, just so like outside the realm of any anything I've ever seen like in a, from, in a professional work environment. Like, imagine you show up to like your office job and then your boss says, hey, can you sign the attendance form, which is essentially what it is. And you go, <laughs> you drop your pen, you go, nah, see you, and just leave. Like, Walk right out. I, I, I don't even know what to make of it. Because I know everybody wasn't sure uh, with Ben Simmons if he was going to like tank his value, if he was going to play awesome, try to get play his way out of there, if he just wasn't going to show up at all. And he has clearly gone for the tanking his value in every aspect of the way. And I think uh, in the press conference and the media session after practice, they asked Embiid about it, and he said, I don't even care about that guy. Yeah. So their team is just – the team's in shambles right now. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like I, <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no personal uh, – connection to the Philadelphia 76ers and as an outsider I think it's just absolutely hilarious that he's just <laughs> giving up on playing basketball he's I can't got- like I I can't even make it through this at laughing because it's just so pathetic it is pathetic he just needs to find a new environment and <laughs> he can I mean he's a great player like I'm not hesitant to say that he's a top five defender we've talked about this he's uh one of the best passers he's got to find somewhere else to play and it's just embarrassing. Like, I just keep smiling because it's just to think about having a flashlight on and your phone just running defensive slide drills is unbelievable. But okay, so so going off that, do you think he's become untouchable in trade talks? The Sixers, I know we've already talked about this, but are the Sixers going to be able to trade him, especially after all this? And then we talked about it earlier today with Kyrie. Is he going to mm-hmm. be able to get traded, or has he become somebody who's also? untouchable uh, in trade talks there. 
So I think you approach those two situations differently. Like I think the Kyrie one to me is a bit tougher because he's made it quite clear he's not going to get vaccinated. And the NBA has made it quite clear that means you can't play in certain areas. You know, I think teams are not going to want to touch Kyrie, not going to want to take on that drama, that burden. Whereas with Ben Simmons, you know, I would take Ben Simmons to my team because I think he just needs a new environment. Like, I, I don't know, like, imagine if Ben Simmons went, um, this is really Homer, but imagine if he went to Toronto. Like, you just, it's a new environment. I'm sure Nick Nurse would open, like, would embrace him with open arms and be like, hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish here. We've got a good guard in Freddie. We've got another forward in Pascal. We've got some three and D guys in OGN and Obi. Like, we're going to try to fit you in here. Like, whatever it is, like, whatever team it is, I just use Toronto as an example, but. I think Simmons is a good enough basketball player. And, you know, these guys don't get here just based off of talent. Like he's worked somewhat hard to get here. I'm sure he wants to play basketball. I'm sure Kyrie does too. I think it's easier to move Simmons, but I think Philly isn't going to give anybody a good deal. Like they're, they know what Simmons is worth and they're going to wait for that deal. And I respect that in a way. Yeah. You don't get they're not out. asking for around like four first rounders for him or something like that. Yeah, they're probably have to lower that. I think like, you know, they want they want a Dame or Bradley Beal. I guess now you could just trade him for like an iPhone charger and a tutorial on how to use your flashlight on your iPhone. <laughs> Even wearing pants during practice, I was like, man, like that just looks uncomfortable. Just, too. You looked so pathetic out there. I saw the videos and I just could I'm still laughing about it. I saw it six hours ago and still it's hilarious. But I do think if he just moves environments, like he can might go to Memphis, like put him in Sacramento with Deon, Deer and Fox, like somewhere other than Philadelphia, just get him yeah. on the other side of the country from that place. He can be successful. I do believe that. Trade him the Greensboro Swarm for Jello Ball, maybe. <laughs> wow, we just really flew, flew through five minutes there on Ben Simmons. We just wasted five minutes of this podcast laughing about Ben Simmons. It was, pretty, more... it was, pretty, it was pretty tough yeah. to see that today. <laughs> yeah. Again, on a more serious note, uh, we did the same thing with uh, football there at the NFL. Mm-hmm. I want to get your take uh, with the NBA starting here. I want to get your take on the MVP race. Mm-hmm. Like I said, MVP. I meant MVP race. And your champion for the NBA. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. So, like the MVP, the MVP, just to make <laughs> sure we're enunciating here, uh, goes to the best player on the best team, usually in the NBA, the NBA. So, you know, I think Luca would be an easy pick for a lot of people, but I just don't think Dallas is a good enough team yeah. to be up there. Um, I'm looking at a guy like Kevin Durant. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. I think with Kyrie being out, Brooklyn's going to have a good season. He's going to, you know, put up 30 in his sleep every night. He's going to carry that team to 50 wins, 55 wins. I think Kevin, he only has one MVP too. And that's kind of strange. I think the narrative might be in the media. Hey, let's give Kevin one. Like he hasn't had one in a while. You know, Westbrook's had one since Harden, Steph, you know, all these guys. Let's give let's give Durant one. I think LeBron's got too much help. I think Steph won't do well enough. Um, and I don't like Embiid enough to say he's gonna get MVP. So I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant and then NBA champion. If they stay healthy, I think the Lakers have a very good chance. 
and that's t- that's tough for me to say. But uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks looked great tonight in opening night. <laughs> they looked pretty yeah. dangerous. But I'm gonna go with the Lakers and Kevin Durant. What about you? Yeah, for once we actually agree on something. That's exactly what I was gonna say for my two picks there. Wow. With Ke- with Kevin, like you said, just with Kyrie being out, I think he's got something to prove. He's kind of just going to be like, screw this. I'm just going to put the team on my back. I'm mm-hmm. the Slim Reaper. I can score from anywhere. He's going to probably average 30 as long as he stays healthy. Such a great nickname, Especially... the Slim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> and then with the Lakers, I think uh, it's kind of the same as like the Bucks in football there, whereas they're an older team. They've got so many, I guess, former studs that are still – they're veterans now and they're still very good players. And uh, if they still ha- stay healthy, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be the, in the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe a bit of a sleeper pick, kind of the same thing as the Bucks last year. I'm wondering if the Utah Jazz can make some noise. What do you think about that? Okay. That's a very good point. I'm glad you raised that because okay. I think they are a juggernaut in the regular season and for any Toronto Raptors fans if you remember the years of 2015 16 17 18 just like super solid you'd blow out Atlanta by 30 you'd be competitive with every team like I remember going to the Air Canada Center during my time in Toronto and you'd expect the team to win every single night and I think the Utah Jazz are just like that you would go to home games in Salt Lake City and you're like they're going to win tonight, or at least they're going to have a really good chance. But they just don't have that it factor. To use the Paul Pierce term he used for the Raptors, he was like, they just don't have it. It was DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. I'm not sure you, the Utah Jazz have it. And Donovan Mitchell's a great player. He's a great piece. He's not a top 10 player. Like He's not close to being a top 10 player. He's not an Anthony Davis or LeBron or Kawhi or Luka. He's not on that level. And that's no disrespect to him. I know he put up monster games in the bubble against Jamal Murray and all that, but he's not that guy that's going to carry you to a championship. So I can see them making a run to the Western Conference Finals or maybe if there's injuries to the Lakers, maybe they even get to the finals if it's a clear path like Phoenix had last year. But I don't see this team being the best team in basketball when the chips are down and you need, and it's the moment. I just don't see the Utah Jazz winning it. But I mean, sure, they can make some noise and get to the second or third round. It kind of seems like it's almost similar to like the Heat team that made that final. They weren't that like yeah. regular season juggernaut, but they exactly. and they have some great pieces. They've got like Jimmy, who's obviously not a top ten player in the NBA. And as we've said, you need great wings to win championships. And mm-hmm. as good as Donovan Mitchell is, he's not that first, even second team All NBA guy that you need. Yeah, to kind of carried the load in the playoffs there. And I think it's similar to that. It's not exactly the same as the Miami situation. Like that, this Utah team is better than the Miami team. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess with within the regular season, but I think it's kind of similar to that. But I, th- I do think they're going to make some noise, and I think they're probably the safest bet, I would say, to get to that conference final, even though the Lakers would probably have the highest ceiling just with their injuries and whatnot. Yeah, it's a safe bet to put Utah in that conversation. But like going back to the point we made a few podcasts about, ago about having big wings – you know, take you places. Donovan Mitchell's barely six foot five. Like he's not in. I don't think he's that tall. He's he's not six foot five. Or if he's listed as it, he's six four, six three. He's not a six seven guy um, who can create his own. He's shot. listed at six one. Is he actually? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he's even Which shorter. Which means he's probably actually like Five six 11. foot. Yeah. Six. Like he's not, he's not a big guy. And you need that six five to six eight guy who can create their own shot at any moment. You know, the, the Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, Kawhi size. Yeah. Um, and he's not. And so I just don't believe that Utah has the firepower to win an NBA championship. We're just going to disregard the talk. Let's just talk about the NBA. This is fun. I like it. <laughs> what do you think, Kay? Uh, nobody's really talking about this. Um, I saw the score app. They did, like all the writers, they did their predictions for their uh, MVP and their mm-hmm. NBA champ, and nobody mentioned Kawhi or the Clippers at all. Kawhi's hurt. Uh, yeah, he's hurt. Is Paul George even healthy? Paul George is healthy. That's yeah, why he was rated not, so high. He's, in our he's just not league. good. Well, like, do you think they like if how long? I don't even know how long Kawhi's out for, but do you think they might just go like un, like undetected in the regular season kind of thing and make some run in the playoffs? So they just not deep enough. I don't even know. I haven't even seen their I, roster changes. I, I don't think the Clippers are in a position right now to to make a run necessarily with Kawhi being out. I mean, you know, he hurt his ACL, and that I mean that could be a long time still. Um, I, I wouldn't put any money on the Clippers. I wouldn't bank on them, even with Kawhi, because they've just been so garbage in the past and um, w- when the chips are down. And I think Paul George kind of falls into the category of being a really good player, borderline all-star, um, who just isn't, you're not going to be successful when that guy is your number one. And I think yeah. of names like, uh, Chris Middleton, you know, I hate to say it, but Jimmy Butler, uh, Pascal Siakam, when those guys are your number one option, you're not going to win a championship. Yeah. And you you could get uh, a bit lucky and have some injuries go your way and have a decent supporting cast and get to the finals like Miami did. But Miami had no business being in that finals against the Lakers. And the, it went six games, but it, it wasn't close. And the, the, the end result was never in doubt. You yeah. know, Paul George can catch fire for a series and and drop 40 in a couple games but they're not going to do any damage give me your thoughts i want to get your thoughts on this i'm you know the game's happening as we speak right now lakers are playing the warriors clay comes back in december this is a great call to just talk about the nba because this is so much more fun yeah we've just been starved of this for so long so clay comes back in december Draymond's healthy. You know, Steph was the leading scorer in the NBA last year. Wiggins is now vaccinated. Wiggins is vaxxed, yeah. He's vaxxed. And so <laughs> this Jordan Poole guy has been putting on a show in the preseason. He looked pretty good in the He's first good, half. Man. He looks pretty good. Like, you yeah. know, this team lacks size, but now they have Iguodala yeah. back. Um, <laughs> they've got shooting. I want Iguodala. The, Mar- the Martians aiming the laser beam. At Earth, who do you want taking a three-pointer? <laughs> I want Igudala. No, but seriously, like this team has a lot of talent, a lot of perimeter defense, a lot of shooting. When Clay comes back, how legit and how live are these are these Warriors? Are are they getting back to hey, we're gonna be title contenders? We can make a run at it, or is is this a no go for them? Um, I think it all depends on how effective Clay Thompson and with uh, is with his health coming back. He mm-hmm. tore his ACL in the finals in 2019. 
he tore his Achilles in like a a fun run in the off season, which is just traumatic for the poor guy. I think it completely depends on the health of him because if he's back at full health or close to full health, like him and Steph are probably the two best shooters of all time. And oh, okay, well, whoa, okay, Steph is. It's a man Clay- named Ray Allen who might have something <laughs> okay. to say about that. <laughs> okay, Steph, Steph, Steph is, and Clay Thompson catches fire as well as anybody else in the history of the NBA. Okay. I can't deny that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it all depends on that. And just looking at the box score here tonight, they played 17 minutes. Draymond Green's averaging five, five, not averaging, he has five, five, and five. So he's averaging as Charles Barkley. Triple single right now. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even if Clay Thompson is at full health, I don't see those guys getting past the Western Conference Finals if they manage to make it that far. I think the rest of the NBA, yeah, I think the rest of the NBA, specifically the Lakers, they've, well, they've built a team to stop the Warriors. And now with the Warriors not at full health and Iguodala, he's irrelevant at this point. He's like 37, 38 years old. And as great as he is uh, shooting there for Max Kellerman, I just don't see them uh, making a ton of noise. I know Stephen A has been talking about it for the last couple of years. Like once these guys get healthy, mm-hmm. watch out for these guys again. But I just, I don't know. I like I have to see it to believe it kind of thing uh, just with Clay Thompson's health there. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, Clay Thompson's health is the biggest question mark. You kind of hit the, Nail on the head there. I had to think about that saying for a second. I, was like, I can see that. <laughs> I can see it on my face. Good thing <laughs> our listeners can't see my face there or in general. Um, yeah, I think Clay has to get healthy. And if he can get back to 85, 90% of who Clay Thompson was and what we knew him to be, I think this team is live. You know, you can, you have two guys who can get 50 any given night and that who can drop 10 threes any given night. And, and that doesn't go undetected. And I want to talk about the Warriors for a little bit longer than I want to go to the Lakers. But the last thing I'm going to say about the Warriors is when you watch this team play, and Steph Curry is my favorite player in the NBA right now. He's been my favorite player since Kobe retired. Um, if you sit down and watch Warriors games, defenses are so consumed with how to guard Steph off of a pick and roll, off of a down screen or a flare screen, that all eyes go to him to make sure that the three-pointer gets avoided and he doesn't get a clean look. And that opens up so many lanes for people to back cut or have little tiny jumpers or jump hooks near the basket that cause easy buckets. So just because Steph might not get 35 a game when he's the only player 40 a game, if he gets 24, a lot of other people are getting easy baskets because the defense is so concerned about him. And I think that's something that just doesn't get talked about enough is how much he creates for other people through his movement. So I think the Warriors can be really good. But the team they're playing tonight, the Lakers, I want to touch on as well, who are both of our picks, I guess, for the NBA championship if they stay healthy. So health is obviously a big um, factor in what we're talking about right now. But the Lakers brought in eight or nine new pieces. Trevor Ariza, Malik Monk, Kent Bazemore, Dwight Howard, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo. These are not just like... Westbrook. Westbrook, thank you. Wow. (laughs) These are not like random scrubs. These are household names. A lot of them are. Um, And if you're a somewhat NBA fan, you know all of those guys. If you're a non-NBA fan, you're going to know a 
bunch of those guys. Yeah. I was adding it up with uh, my dad right before we recorded this. They're going to have possibly six future Hall of Famers on this team. When you, when you look at the roster, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, they're old and yeah, their health is in question, but if they can find a way to manage minutes and get some continuity and some chemistry, this team's dangerous. I don't care about the shooting of Westbrook and Rondo. When you have Davis and LeBron in this supporting cast, I think it's extremely dangerous. And if LeBron doesn't get it done with this team, (laughs) I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything, nothing. If he can't get it done with this squad, there's no conversation. And if he gets it done with this squad, there's still not really a conversation because he had such a great squad, but he has to win this year. That's such a double standard, though. I feel like we've been saying that for the last 10 to 12 years. The Bronx because he carried. makes his own super teams. <laughs> it, it, when, no. What? When, he, when, he, when he wins, he has too much help. It's too easy for him. When he loses, he had too much help, and he still lost. Exactly. So he, the common theme there is he has too much help, and he still loses all the time. Hey, yeah, he created... He created the super team in 2010, and everything's his fault since then. When it comes to super that's, he, that's because he couldn't beat the Celtics, which made their own super team quietly. No, the Celtics were not a super team. That, they were, that was, they, had, they had four studs, though. Okay, Rondo was like a little LeBron had, Rondo, LeBron Rondo had a was golf like a puppy. and they drew good in. <sighs> and Delonte West, who was sleeping with his mom. That is tough. That's 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 true. Uh, the Celtics had a better team than the Cavaliers did. When, when we look at that, though, maybe Delonte West changed the entire like face of the NBA. The entire horizon was it the horizon? LeBron, I guess, like, or LeBron, LeBron is just like I gotta get out of here. Yeah. The future of the NBA. I don't know. I think the wait, landscape. Wait, wait, that's what I'm looking hey, for. He made the decision to go to talk to Bosch and and wait at the 2008 Olympics to talk about, hey, what if we all got together and blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to go to Chicago, and then Bosch wanted to come, so they needed the cap space, and they went to Miami. And that, the rest is history, obviously. They went 2 of 4 and had the biggest choke in NBA Finals history. Uh, and Ray Allen saved them in 2013. But that's beside the point. It's just important to note that all Ben's these... never people... thought about this in the last 10 years. <laughs> it's just important to note that LeBron started the whole player independence make your own super team not front office make it players make it which goes back to our first point i'm bringing this full circle about ben simmons since there's such big player autonomy like that word like i'm on it right now (laughs) there's such big player there's such player autonomy in the nba reading webster's before you came on i did Sometimes I do. I just flip to a page. Um, and what was I saying? Oh, there's such player autonomy. That Simmons, basically, yeah. these players can you know do whatever they want, or they th- at least think they can, and they can end up going wherever they want or getting out of Dodge, um, just because. Wow, little voice card. Just because they, you know, are, are just throw their hands up in the air and say, "I'm done. I'm going to practice yeah. my cell phone in my pocket, and I'm not going to care. <laughs> I'm going to leave practice. I don't care about making eight million dollars." for this one quarter of the year. Like it's just not the way the game's supposed to be played. And everyone who gets to this level should want to play. And I think does want to just play basketball. And I'm sick and tired of all the drama that comes with that. You know, they, 
they're individuals, but you have a job to do. And now you have fans back in the arena who want to see the stars play. And they pay good money to come watch people play. And that's one thing I will always give credit to guys like Iguodala for, you know, who aren't even a star. Like, forget the Kobe's and the Michaels who showed up every night and gave everything. Iguodala comes in every night and is going to give you what he's got. Draymond does the same thing. I respect that. You know, and as much as I fault Russell Westbrook for not shoot, he can't shoot. He's a bit of a stat powder, whatever it is. He's going to give you everything he's got every night. It might not be great, but at least he's going hard at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just going back to when you were talking, you are touched on player autonomy and guys kind of being babies with not wanting to play and going to play other places. These, like this younger generation, it's guys who grew up on LeBron, like LeBron is their guy growing up and he has changed the entire landscape of the NBA with, within the super teams with that he's built. And do you think once he retires, the super, we're going to kind of see the super teams go away and guys are going to want to stay at home in their small markets and continue winning there? Or do you think it's going to keep going in the same trend that it is now? So I think like with, with the way social media is going now, it's a really good question. People want to be where their brand can be on, on showcase the most. Yeah. Like, and so that opportunity doesn't lend itself in Sacramento, in a Memphis. Um, quite frankly, you know, Vancouver would be a horrible, not a horrible place, but not a great place for that. Like just small markets, right? I mean, who, who aren't as successful. Um financially you know you want to be in the miami the la the new york the the boston these big fan bases these legendary teams warm cities other than boston there in new york but you know places that are desirable um so i i think it's going to continue to be that way as this league gets more independent and there's more independence among the players and i hesitate to use this word i haven't used it all episode but it's really been on the tip of my tongue I think players now are leaning towards being extremely selfish. Um, And that's a bit of a harsh take, but I think we're bordering on that. Um, It's a, it's becoming about me, 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 and not we. And I get that basketball is probably the team sport where individual stars dictate play the most, unlike a hockey or a football or baseball, where it really, really is a team collective effort. Uh, you can have two guys in a basketball team and you can maybe win a championship, which is crazy to think about, but it's true. And I think that to answer your question, that fact isn't going to change anytime soon. And so these guys are going to want to be in marquee destinations because they're kind of selfish and want to not only try to win with their buddies who are other stars, but they want to grow their own brand and be in the spotlight. Yeah. There's not many and, Damian Lillards out there. Yeah. And even he's, there's always rumblings about him wanting to leave. Yeah. I don't blame but him. But like when you, like when you put it in perspective, like these guys want to play with their buddies, like who would not want to go play in LA with three of their best friends and win an NBA championship. Like there's, I can't imagine there's anything better than that. So you can't fault these guys to a point, but at a certain point, it's kind of like when's enough enough. And you want to promote their independence and have them dictate their own future rather than, them be stuck in a place i guess they don't want to play for owners they don't want to play for and fans that they 
don't care about, but at the same time, it's kind of getting to a point where enough is enough. Uh, yeah. I get drafted this team. You don't see guys in the NHL complaining. Uh, oh, I got drafted to Columbus and you see these guys sign the contracts and it's, I mean, it's, it's all has to do within like the NBA as a culture, I think. It's yeah. And I mean, people grow up in different now. neighborhoods and different socioeconomic statuses, I think between the two leagues, but that's an excellent example. And when you tell me, when you say that and articulate, why wouldn't you want to be in LA with your three, your best friends and winning an NBA yeah. championship? You know, I think of that myself, like, of course, all right. I would want to do that. And you're yeah. making, you know, max money. But when you get to that level, you know, what level of loyalty is there to the team that drafted you to who developed you, who took a chance on you, everything who believed in you from day one. Um, I know for myself, I would have a very tough time leaving that organization and franchise and not that me or you are ever going to be in this situation and have to be making $200 million contracts or whatever, but I was going to say, go play NBA 2K22, Ben. I might just hop on 2K <laughs> after this, <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a good topic. And I think it's something that is a very individual decision for each person. Um, but you're kind of making me go back in my words a little bit. Like when you articulate it like that, I, you know, it makes sense. I, I see yeah. why, but it, it's tough. Yeah. But anyways, I think it's going to be a super exciting season. Yeah. I was not really into the NBA as much before I got to university and started hanging with you guys all the time. And <laughs> I love watching the NBA and all the storylines. And it's almost like a, it's like a soap opera, like a reality TV show at times. And <laughs> It is. And that's why they make so much damn money. And you got guys like Stephen A. talking about it 24-7. You got Skip Bayless literally <laughs> crying to LeBron on Twitter at 3 a.m. in the morning on a random Tuesday in December. <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited for this season i know you are and yeah it's exciting to see how it plays out yeah it should be a lot of fun over this these next eight months i think this is the best time of year for sports personally you know the nba starting nhl playoffs are going for baseball football's in mid-swing so it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to the nba season and i hope you guys listening and following the instagram page second takes are, are just ex- as excited as jack and i are but uh we'll probably wrap it up there but yeah one topic today, NBA. You can tell we're passionate. We had some other stuff planned, but it's we got a... too excited. Ben Simmons got us off the off the mark there. We just kept going. <laughs> Snowball effect. We'll get back on the ball next week, hopefully, for uh, some other topics. But really excited for the NBA season. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. See you guys.